When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Who are the best Jota replacements and what are my transfer plans ahead of blank game week 26? Welcome to the Gianni Petici YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. We've just come off a big double game week. So how are we looking for the blank game week and what's the state of play in the next few weeks well are we dead ending our teams to game week 29 are we free hitting in 29 are we free hitting in game week 26 that's something to consider what we know so far is blank game week 26 we know the teams that are blanking there'll be no spurs no liverpool no loot and no chelsea fine game week 27 will be normal hallelujah game week 28 features doubles for bournemouth and luton and then game week 29 is likely to only have Four or five fixtures. This is the FA Cup quarterfinals, I think it is. So expect a lot of Premier League teams in action. Therefore, they'll blank in 29. If we navigate into 29 with free transfers, then your replacements for the likes of Jota or Darwin are probably going to be players. Many will be looking at those that play in game week 29. Spurs play in 29, but they don't play in 26. Aston Villa play in 29. They're the two big ones so far that we know we like with good FPL assets. So my transfer plans between now and then in today's show, we'll have a look at that. We'll go forward for the next four or five weeks and I'll show you what I'm thinking. Obviously things change, but it's good to get a top line summary. But first and foremost, who are we looking to replace Diogo Jota with? Because I think many, if Spurs had a fixture, many would be like straight away, it's Madison, it's Kulovzewski, it's Richarlison, it's Son. It's one of those four Spurs midfielders that we'll like, that we know play in 29 and have good fixtures and good upside potential. But with no fixture in 26 for Spurs, we're kind of ruling them out. So who are we looking at? Are we looking at West Ham assets with Bowen and uh, Kudus? Are we looking at United assets, Garnacho maybe? Or I think many are looking at Wolves. They're looking at Aston Villa. And they're looking at Arsenal. So let's have a look at their midfield, shall we? First of all, I want to draw your attention to Aston Villa. Aston Villa playing game week 29. They have a good entry point. It's a home fixture against Forest in game week 26. And good fixtures between now and then. They've also just come off the back of a win. That always helps. What are we worried about with Aston Villa? Well, we're worried that with injuries at the back and with Kamara injured as well, that could affect their midfield. It could affect their output. Will they concede more goals? Maybe. Do they continue to look like they're going to score a couple of goals each game? Yeah, they do. So with no Kamara, how did they feature? How did they line up at the weekend just gone? Well, delighted to say that it wasn't Douglas Louise that dropped deep. I thought it would be. 
it was actually John McGinn. We can see here number seven on the average position map. Pretty much McGinn and Douglas Louise play, plays next to each other. Now Douglas Louise offers us number six there. Great set piece threat, penalty appeal, 90 minute man. We know what we get. Ramsey 41, Tielemans number eight. Maybe they're worth looking at mid-priced. But the player I really like from Aston Villa midfield is Leon Bailey, number 31. Now, many will say rotation risk. I think he started 10 of the last 12, but he doesn't play 90. Pretty much, Aston Villa and Unai Emery figured out that you can't play Diaby and Bailey. And Diaby's the big money buy that started the season, but his form's been poor of late, and Bailey's been Aston Villa's one of their best players. So Bailey's shirt on the right-hand side, it's his. And Diaby will often come on for him. Now, there is a slight risk the RB starts games, but as long as Bailey's playing well, he's got his spot in the team. And look, more advanced even than Ollie Watkins. The average position map, this is like a Mo Salah heat map for Liverpool. Leon Bailey hit the woodwork at the weekend. I think goals are due. I like the entry point. I like the fixtures. And I like the fact he plays in 29. He's also really cheap. So look, I think Bailey is probably my number one target. Although many will be shouting at the screen going, no, Janny, look at Wolves. Huang plays up front and Wolves have got Sheffield United. Look, Huang is also brilliant. Wolves has done a double over Spurs now. Again, a team that looks like they're going to score lots of goals. Number 11, Huang plays as the number nine. Uh, Neto, number seven there, played wide left, but often plays wide right. Both Neto and Huang are worth consideration. I think the eye test managers will look at Neto and go, yes, please. I think the analytics guys will look at Huang and say he's on pens and he plays number nine. He also missed a huge chance against Spurs. On another day, he has a, he has a big score. So look, Huang and Neto are both clearly very good buys. And the entry point is very, very nice in terms of the fixture here and now. The, the, the negative is Wolves are less likely to blank in game week 29 as they are to have a fixture. So if we go by the bookies odds, Wolves will not have a game in game week 29. But many will look at 29 and say you just free hit anyway and buy players for here and now. And if you're buying players for here and now, I think you've also got to consider Arsenal and look at their midfield. I mean, they've just, like, they're scoring, scoring big points now, Arsenal, in terms of goals, aren't they? So if we're looking at Arsenal, do we look at, well, let's assume we all own Saka. If you don't own Saka, clearly Jota to Saka makes complete sense. Martinelli, Trossard, Havertz, you just don't have absolute assurances they're going to start. I mean, Martinelli is, but Havertz and Trossard, depending on the system, depending on Jesus, they could be in and out of the team. But one guy that we know starts, the captain, the leader, number eight, Odegaard. And the average position map's really nice there. It's interesting, number 19, Trossard's playing as a false nine and it worked for them at the weekend, five goals. But look, Odegaard in and amongst the goals too. I really like Odegaard for consistency. He gets some set-piece threat. Should Saka ever not take a penalty, it will probably be Odegaard. We've seen him pass the ball to him before. And the positions Odegaard takes up are really, really nice. Arsenal's fixtures are fantastic. Arsenal look like they're going to score big now. Like, they're on a run. This is a good time to invest. If you don't have the third Arsenal player, get on the third Arsenal player if you easily can. I do think the optimal Arsenal trio is double defence, however. And I was 0.1 out of going Porro to Saliba last week. So I ended up going Porro to Doherty. I do think Saliba, Gabriel, Saka are the standout three. I can't get there. Will I go Odegaard? I'm not sure. I still think I'll probably just go game week 29 and Bailey. And do I want to spend that certain money on an Odegaard? I don't know. I don't know. I do like these guys. So my, look, my top replacements we've just listed 
I'm not going to show you average position maps and touch maps for all of them, the West Ham guys and, and Gainaccio, but I think I'm likely to go Neto, Huang, Odegaard or Bailey. And if I'm doing that, shall we have a look at see how I'm actually set up for the next few weeks? So look, I've used FPL team to have a look ahead and straight away, like I'm likely to have to take hits next game week. Now, taking hits in game week 26 is fine. Taking hits in game week 26 is even more fine if it means you're getting 11 players out. So a four-point hit is effectively a two-point hit, right? Because you get the appearance points. Now, you don't get the appearance. Sometimes you get less than two points for a player if you're buying rubbish defenders and goalkeepers, maybe. But if you're buying players with good upside, it should be two points minimum, right? They're going to get 60 minutes and they could get you a goal assist and more. So taking hits for players with upside, knowing it's a two-point hit, not a four-point hit, is fine. And also knowing that they could also add to your, your repertoire in either game week 28, because... If you're buying, say, a Bournemouth or Luton player, though you're probably not doing that this week. Um, but they could add to your repertoire in game week 29, right? Straight away in game week 29, you might go, if I take an extra hit this week, not only do I get a player out in game week 26 that I wouldn't have ordinarily had, but I get an extra body in game week 29. Now, this only applies to those, of course, that aren't free hitting in 29. And I might still free hit in 29, I should add. I should add. But look, let me talk you through my transfer plans and why I might free hit in 29. Okay, we're going to talk about my transfer plans in just a sec. But before, shout out Fantasy Football Scout for sponsoring the stream. And guys, thank you for hitting that like button. And please do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here. Subscribes mean a lot. So, my plans. Could I still free hit in 29 before we see my team? Could I free hit in 29? Yes. Do I want to? No. Um, Why don't I want to? Right, I don't want to because I think 29 is going to be a low scoring week. And I think it will just mean I get a few extra bodies. And I think I can... I can cover all the big names in 29. Watkins, Son, Richarlison, Tony. I think I can do that on transfers, right? I also think free hit in 34 could offer much greater upside. What might force my hand to free hit in 29 is if, say, a few fixtures don't, or one fixture in particular doesn't drop in that I, I hope will. And that is Nottingham Forest versus Luton. Forest could go and beat Man United. Luton could go and beat C. These are unlikely scenarios. If both those teams lose, then Forest versus Luton goes ahead. And if Forest Luton goes ahead, that's two extra bodies for me. That might be what swings it, although I don't know if Luton players should swing anything, especially defenders, although Dowerty, I, I remain, is a brilliant pick. Could have scored against Man United. Could have scored loads of points against Man United. Um, so how does my team look for the next few weeks? Well, look, I've mentioned hits in 26, and I'm probably going well, I'm definitely going to take them. Do I take a minus four or a minus eight? I'll tell you in my team selection video. But let's assume I take a minus eight. Let's assume I sell a Stupinan, who's a headache for me. Uh, Moreno comes in. Villa have got the fixtures. Uh, Leon Bailey comes in uh, because, again, they've got the fixtures. And Solanke comes in because... I want Solanke. <laughs> I want Solanke over Darwin because in 27, Solanke has, I think, Burnley and in 28, a double game week. So we're all going to have Solanke anyway. I know this isn't the best week to buy him, Man City at home. But it's a two-point hit, right? And if it's a two-point hit, could he get a goal? Of course he could. So Solanke comes in as well. So that gives me 11 this week. Actually gives me 12, but obviously Dubravka won't be playing Ariola will one goalkeeper so that looks all right I'm okay taking a four point or two four point hits here eight points of hits effectively for Aston Villa guys Moreno and Bailey 
don't have to come in. They're luxury buys, but not only do they play now, they give me two extra players in game week 29. Through appearance points alone, those hits are, are completely null and void, right? So how do we move forward from game week 26 to 27 now? I don't like doing this too often, and I don't think I've ever done a, a video showing ahead my team for the next four or five weeks, because so much changes. Injuries, suspensions, players getting dropped, players being in red hot form, whatever, the the schedule on your spreadsheets or in your head never goes quite to plan. But if it does and everything falls my way, this is how things are going to go. Eight point hit in 26. You'll find out more in my team selection video if I go through with that. And we'll talk more about those players in the team selection video later this week. But then if I do that, how am I set for the next few weeks? Well, game week 27, straight away, I'm like... Again, just like I targeted Aston Villa, now it's time to start targeting Spurs, right? So if we're targeting Spurs, they've got Crystal Palace at home, and I know I want them in game week 29. Do I need triple city attack for the Manchester derby? <laughs> well, maybe. And Foden has actually done really well in that fixture. I could sell Foden or De Bruyne. I could roll, but I could sell Foden or De Bruyne. So let's assume I'm selling Foden, keep De Bruyne, keep Haaland. Son comes in. That could be Richarlison or Madison. Or Kulazewski, I doubt it though. Um, okay, one free transfer, fine. All the main bases covered, means I'm probably benching a Bailey. Fine, keepers all set. We then get through to game week 28. It's a double game week. Oh, and I've got three doublers. Brilliant. I'm probably happy with that. If Bournemouth by this point have an announced fixture in game week 29, maybe you go bigger on a Bournemouth player. You go, I'm going to buy Senesi or I'm going to buy Tavernier or whoever. You're going to buy extra Bournemouth because they've got fixtures in 29. Maybe you buy Adebayo or Morris because, again, they've got fixtures in game week 29 and double in 28. But as things stand, I could roll the transfer this week. I get double Luton. I get Solanke, fine. Again, main bases covered. Um, then game week 29, the blank comes along. Now this is with a fixture ticker of the confirmed fixtures in 29 that we know will go ahead, plus the one that the bookies say will go ahead, and that is Luton versus Forest. Now there's usually an upset or two, and hopefully we get an additional fixture. But this is how I see it, right? I'd be rolling into 29, so I'd have two free transfers, and I'd probably make three. Three transfers gets me 11. So straight away, Solanke comes out for Tony. Tony versus Burnley is a very, like, captainable option. Very captainable option. And then it's it's going bigger on the, the Spurs players. So in this scenario, Saka comes out and uh, the other Man City midfielder, De Bruyne, comes out. And I go Son, Madison and Richarlison. It gives me all the main threats to those free hitting on 29. If you're free hitting on 29, the players I'm scared of are going to be Tony, Watkins and Spurs attackers. But I'd have them all just from taking minus 12 between now and then. I think I'm okay with minus 12 between now and then if it saves the chip and it also gets me those appearances that I wouldn't have ordinarily had anyway. So that's where I think I'm at. That's where I think I'm at. As I said, I don't like doing these scenarios too far in advance because there is so much that can change. Do you got? I think many are thinking now, many that had planned on going without the free hit in 29 and they've planned a free hit in say 34. I think many now are starting to come around to an idea of maybe... Oh, shall I, shall I go 29 free hit? Because of course it eases the headache. I don't think I will. I am open to it. If Luton Forest doesn't drop, maybe that swings me, although I'm not sure it will. But by part of the reason why I don't think I'll do that is because I will take hits this week 
for Aston Villa players. Whether or not I go through with Bailey, because I also like Huang and Neto and Odegaard, I don't know. If I go through with the Bailey move and I go through with, say, an Estupinan to Moreno move, straight away, I've got triple Villa. Like, I'm well set for 29 because I've because of some of the other players I'll buy. So I think I think I'm good. But look, FA Cup usually brings upsets. So far this season, it hasn't really. I'm sure it will. Uh, let me know your uh, strategy and your chip strategy. If you want to know and know more about sort of chip strategy in general, then check out my video recorded last week. But the chip strategy video I did goes through all the scenarios and the top two strategies, the benefits, uh, the positives and the negatives. So do check that out. Uh, when you're checking that out, also uh, hit the buttons of like and subscribe on this channel if you could. Uh, and I will see you in a couple of days for my team selection video. I need to give it some more thought. Certainly on the Jota replacements, I've listed the top ones. One of them is coming in. But which one? Also, who will I captain? Also, will I go minus four or minus 12? Well, stay tuned for that one. And I'll see you very soon. Thank you, guys.